Welcome to uh, In Plain Sight. Tonight's Thursday, February 15th. Hope you guys had a nice Valentine's Day. This is William Rapillum. We're waiting for Jeremy to show up. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and get started until he does. Um, so, <clears throat> hope you guys uh, are doing well. And uh, hope you had a nice uh, Valentine's Day. Whether you're uh, in a relationship or single. All right, we got Jeremy coming up now. We're going to talk about some stuff here tonight. I think we're going to touch on the Super Bowl, on the Stupid Bowl, on the PSYOP Bowl. Maybe I'll bounce some of this uh, T- Tucker Carlson stuff off of uh, with Putin off of Jeremy. Had a broadcast Monday night with Richard Carey. Went on a deep dive on that. I think it was one of the best uh, one of the best broadcasts I've done. I did a real deep analysis on that. And I learned a lot, learned a lot, and I got new perspective on Putin and on that past Jeremy as well when he gets here. Um, yeah, I kind of, it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, to see the direction of the New World Order, the sort of dialectic that they use to get us there, the characters playing their role. And there was a lot of, uh, it was very telling, this interview with uh, Carlson and Putin, by the way. I'm not going to say too much about it because I already went into it on a Monday. We had Richard's show, so catch that. Richard's show, uh, beyond the official narrative, 7 to 9 p.m. Monday. So this was last Monday's show, this Monday's show. Uh, so we've got some uh, stuff. Is Jeremy here with us yet, Mike? Hey, what's going on, William? Ah, oh, hey there, Jeremy. Welcome to the show. Welcome to your show. I'll let you go hey. ahead. <laughs> Thanks for having no- me on my show. <laughs> You're welcome, Jeremy. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, it's been one of those days. Where did you want to start? Um, I saw some stuff in the prep here. Well, yeah, I mean, I thought if we want to talk about the Super Bowl. We could talk about that talk about uh i found a channel um i found the rents videos channel um it's probably not anything new to other people but there's a lot of little small short clips that are really good they put up on there and we got this blinking mayorkas a jew traders video and this is the same uh narrator as uh one robert ravolt put up uh, a couple of weeks ago and he was just sending that to everybody and um <clears throat> And it was packed with information about, you know, the overall Jewish plan. It's always good to put this stuff up there. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's where I'm just thinking about how, how I like to, you know, get through to people that have not been, they're not familiar with the Jewish uh, problem. Um, and, you know, it's, 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 it's always a tricky thing to... Uh, know figure out with some folks because you know some folks might actually be of jewish ethnicity you don't know that right you know you just you meet new people out there and um you're a person who abides by the truth and you just want to get the truth out because obviously you want to save humanity from um the satanic uh jewish um religion and the satanic uh secular uh jewish racism that is uh, 
is currently genociding the Palestinians, um, is currently ethnic cleansing the white people from Europe, has been doing that for a very long time, right under our noses. Uh, and now it's just they're, they're going into a massive Jewish panic as you see that our own Blinken, Anthony Blinken and Mayorkas, you know, they invoke the Holocaust. It's, they, it's so funny because you watch a Michael Jones, he always, always, always brings up this point. It's like anytime you ever confront a Jew about any problem that they're, any, any crime they're committing, um, like Mayorkas uh, committing the crime of the absolute inversion. I mean, what a perfect inversion it actually is, right? So he's the head of the Department of Homeland Security. However, what he's actually doing is just open the borders and he's just every as many as many non-whites could come in and and murder you know uh and it's military aged men uh come in here for the purposes uh of uh exterminating white people because the Jews are panicking and they know that white people are really waking up they were able to come over here to America and big time set up shop all the way you know, in the last 250 years, but before that, in Europe, we were a lot more wise to them because our history was a lot closer to us over there. We came over here; it was like bread and circus, the media and and mainstream media, football, baseball, and and everybody is 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 completely clueless and doesn't have. We've been dumbed down, you know, by a television. The television is a ma- massive weapon of war, and uh, it's uh. I can go on and on. Let me kick it over to you there, Jeremy. What you got? Television, the Super Bowl. I mean, you know, <laughs> all these things that keep people occupied and entertained. But, yeah. Um, yeah, that pretty much just hits the nail on the head. Let's play Mayork. this video. Like Lincoln yeah. and Mallorca. Play that. Yeah. Mike, you got that? America has to wake up and say to eternally whining Jews, enough is enough. We have a coven of Jews who have seized government and the centers of power. They keep invoking their families' Holocaust experiences as justification for their own incompetence, treachery, and betrayal of America while furthering their own supremacist infallibility that we Jews know what's best for America. Watch the following two notorious Jews, Alejandro Mayorkas, who is head of Homeland Security, which is not protecting our borders from invaders and criminal illegals, followed by Antony Blinken, who has dropped America's pants and bent over for Israel. Both these Israel-first Jews invoked the Holocaust to justify their incompetence and deflect criticism. It's sickening. Americans do not care about the Jews' Holocaust canar. We're all awake to it, and it has to stop. Now watch. I come before you not only as the United States Secretary of State, but also as a Jew. My grandfather, Maurice Blinken, fled pogroms in Russia. My stepfather, Samuel Pizar, survived concentration camps, Auschwitz, Dachau, Majdanek. So, Prime Minister, I understand on a personal level the harrowing echoes that Hamas's massacres carry for Israeli Jews, indeed, for Jews everywhere. Mr. Secretary, I think that your performance is despicable. Uh, Senator Hawley takes an adversarial approach 
to me in this question, and perhaps he doesn't know my own background. Perhaps he does not know that I am the child of a Holocaust survivor. There you go. These two predictably pulled out the Jew and Holocaust pity card. What we do care about is their mischief, menace, and influence peddling from positions of high power and influence. They occupy office, which should be in America's interest for Americans, yet further Jewish in Israel's interests. This has to stop, but how can it of some 85% of senior cabinet and administration positions are occupied by Jews? and which is the case for administration after administration since World War II. Look at all these characters. They're Jews. They're everywhere in government. They dominate government, Hollywood, the mainstream media, big tech owners, higher academia, big finance, and they own or control all the big corporations that count. Even Harvard's chancellor recently didn't survive Jewish displeasure when some Harvard students showed support for the Palestinian people. Jews were even responsible for the slave trade, but they have been able to mischievously project culpability onto white people when it was Jews who all along owned and ran the business of human trafficking. Why don't black people speak up, you ask? The NAACP was set up by Jews. Jews are a small minority in America. There are just 7 million of them, which is just 2% of a population of 331 million people in America as of 2024. 60 million or 19% of the population is Hispanic. 42 million of 13% are black. 22 million or 7% are Asian. Yet none of these minorities completely dominate like the Jews do. How is this possible? Jews try to explain it by merit of intelligence, which is absolute nonsense, like their hocus-pocus holocaust. A recent research study led by Professor Ariel Darvasi from the Hebrew University of Jerusalem and Dr. Todd Lentz from the Feinstein Institute for Medical Research involved the largest ever sample group of Ashkenazi Jews. Out of the 2,500 Ashkenazi Jews who contributed DNA samples, 1,500 were mentally healthy, while 1,000 were affected by mental disorders related to schizophrenia. The recent study was published in Nature Communications. If you want to read it, the study found the predominant NDST3 gene associated with the prevalence of schizophrenia and mental illness amongst Jews. Jews often joke amongst themselves, comparing anecdotes about their psychoanalysts. Jews are predisposed to sociopathy. Almost the whole Russian communist revolution upper echelon was Jewish. They were psychopath killers. They killed over 60 million people. Sociopaths seek power over their victims, which explains their gravitation to money and stints in government to exert influence and power. Jeffrey Epstein was a classic example of creating blackmail opportunities for his Israeli Mossad handlers in pursuit of influence and power. The American Israeli Public Affairs Committee, who is a lobby for Israel in America and which operates in breach of the Foreign Agents Registration Act, funds political campaigns for Jew-captured congressmen and senators. They use rich and powerful Jewish donors to direct funds to anointed Jewish-captured candidates. If a candidate for public office criticizes Jews or Israel, their careers are over. We've even seen this over and over with celebrities who have exposed Jewish mischief and menace. Marlon Brando, Mel Gibson, Michael Jackson, and more recently with Kanye West, all have felt the Jewish blowtorch to the belly. Jews have been expelled over 1,030 times from over 109 kingdoms, city-states, and nations from 1200 B.C. to recent times. It's because their hosts woke up to what we've just pointed out. Jews are masterful on projecting guilt onto their victims. They're masters of inversion. In recent times, they've used their anti-Semitic slur and Holocaust narrative to gaslight their victims. Well, the Great Awakening has begun. 
The noticing is gathering speed, and Jews will be on the run once again. No Jewish power center has endured more than 70 years in all of history. It's said to be part of the diocidal curse for killing Jesus Christ and turning on God. The state of Israel was self-proclamated in 1948 when Jews displaced the Palestinian majority by first using money and then to displace the Palestinians in the Nakba. The Jews then renamed Palestine as Israel. That atrocity 76 years ago. Jews are six years overdue for their curse. We all know it's coming. They're cooked once again and they know it. Hence why they're desperately capturing the foreign policy of white formerly Christian nations for Jewish interests and furtherance of Israel. Jews often use nepotism, buying, bribing, and blackmail to attain and hold power. Blinken and Mallorcas represent Jewish power and not American interests. You heard them. They're Jews first and we see it. There we go. That was packed. A uh, lot of stuff there. Um, a lot of things to unpack there. Uh, so one thing I want to just quickly mention was was what a what a what a I, I got to say, uh, Josh Holly sound like a woman. I'm disgusted with you. You know, it's like shut up. He was on his period or something. Yeah, I mean, no offense to women, but if, if you're a man, you need to sound like a man. Okay, you sound like a man, and you need to be a man. Okay, and we don't have really, I, I don't know, we just have cucks in the Republican Party, really. It's interesting that it's the Democrat Party and the, the most liberal base that's lashing out against Jewish power in their protest of the Palestinian genocide. That's what's very fascinating to me. Yeah, and, and that's... Yeah, you can see like, the collapse of the party uh, <laughs> pretty much this year in real time, um, their own base turning against them. Um, they feel dis- disenfranchised. There's not one Democrat candidate that is uh, advocating for Palestine. So, you know, what's really funny about that, right? And I keep saying is, saying this, but I'll say it a different way. What's left for the Jews? Okay, to go over to the Nikki Haley's and the, neoconserv- the neocons and um, and try to corral conservatives over to their cause and make them look like, you know, genocidal white supremacists, right? Because uh, they align themselves with the actual genocidal supremacists, Jews, um, who are the greatest genocidal supremacists in the world, who, by the way, owe us an apology, more than an apology. They owe us reparations. They owe us money. All right? And I don't see any Jew coming and apologizing for what the hell's going on. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of. I'm going to talk about this and oh, I'm, oh, you're you're bad. We're not going to talk to you anymore. You you're horrible. You oh my, I, how can you say all these things? Uh, my uh, my grandmother was in the Holocaust. Uh, they were there. They they told me what happened. Uh, or you know, I'm Jewish. It's like. I don't care and apologize. You're, you know, your, your race of people is forcing white people to apologize for things that you did. All right. So we have to sit through the, the Super Bowl and watch a commercial uh, where all of the white people are washing the feet of all the migrants coming over here. Right. And they're all being brought into the white neighborhoods and they're getting on their knees and they're washing their feet. Right. Disgusting. This is what the Jew wants us to do because of the Jew crimes. 
And if we have a fair election, it looks like Trump is going to get it. And so we'll get, you know, we'll get the end of the of the Ukrainian war. But unfortunately, the Trump base is all in for Israel. Uh, the, the Trump base is all very pro-Israel. So um, I don't see the end of this in sight. Again, there's no politician on either side that's advocating for Palestine. That's the unfortunate thing. Well, it's no wonder that you have, you know, the world is outraged and angry. You got Houthis in Yemen that are, you know, trying to do something. Uh, you know, you've got, and uh, the I just, I can't wait for the whole world to just be done with it. And for this thing to just be over, you know. Yeah, hopefully we're emerging in a new bipolar world order where Russia and China are coming out as uh, global dominance powers. Um, perhaps they'll bring the you know Israel to heal on this, and uh, you know not that not that Russia and China are our saviors or anything like that, um, but at least they they do see. Um, you know, they're not as dominated as the West is, right? And so perhaps, perhaps we'll get a, uh, a global, uh, what's the word? Perhaps we'll get a global, uh, uh, you know, constituents of bringing Israel to heel and at least, at the least, a two party state, at the least, um, bringing it into the diplomatic tables. We're pretty close on the break. I think we're coming up on the on the twenty minute break. So uh yeah. let's let's take this and we got a we got a caller. Yeah. Let's, well uh yeah, yeah, real quick. I, I just wanna when we come back, I want to I can't hear the music yet, but uh let me know if it comes on. Um the whole thing between uh, Carlson and, and Tucker. I mean between Tucker and Putin, right? So we did a two hour uh, with I did a two hour with uh, with Richard Monday night, which is really analyzed that video. So maybe we uh, I wanted to get your take, but I have a little bit different opinion now um, about Putin. It's slightly less optimistic, um, but yeah, I think, there's I good think and bad. Got, I think we got music. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't hear it. What about Mike? Yeah, yeah, okay, we can skip it. Skip it until <clears throat> the last one. But so um yeah, man, so I I, I I really strongly encourage you if you haven't done it yet, Jeremy, to watch that watch that uh interview and just take special note. Um or go back and listen to our um Robert Ravel did a good he did a good uh analysis of it he spent his whole show doing it sunday night um and then i did one richard monday night on his show yeah i think uh, Putin, Putin is a, a real statesman um you know given the history of the russian people in ukraine you know you could say you went too deep and, and all that look he's not going to he has a base in Russia and he understands that he has a base even in the American electorate and he's appealing to that base. 
uh, of support. And I think that Putin's thing is that he hopes that the American electorate will change um, the administration and will get him in an administration that's going to be more diplomatic to Russia, that will stop supporting the Ukraine, um, and that will uh, recognize them as a, uh, uh, you know, that will recognize Russia as a sovereign nation. I think that's what he wanted to do. And he's fully aware of Jewish power. You know, Putin is familiar with Alexander Solzhenitsyn, yeah. 200 years together. Um, he's, he's fully aware of the Bolsheviks. Um, but he's, you know, people have criticized him and said, well, why doesn't he call out Jewish power? Why doesn't he do this? Uh, doing so, I think, would alienate his base in Russia and in America. And I think he's hoping for a change in administration. So while he's not the perfect statesman, he's a much better statesman than what we have here and what we have on, you know, the, the, the global power, on the, on the global stage. Uh, and representing his people. And um, all criticisms with Putin considered, the Russian people are much better off today than they were 35 years ago. So he has done a lot of great things for, for the Russian people. So that, that's my take on it. I had, yeah, I had some follow-up questions after, you know, things I thought about after our, our broadcast. One of the questions is, because Putin went into denazification, talking about that, right? You know, uh, and talking about how there's a there's a nationalist nazification problem uh, in Ukraine, and 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 then it was interesting how he he kind of talked about how they have statues and all this stuff of what he calls false leaders and everything like that. And uh, you know, and this is a one point that Rabel brought up, and he focused on it, and he was like, he doesn't trust Putin because you know, I mean, this for for you know this being one big reason. Uh, oh, okay, so. You don't gonna. You're not gonna mention the Holodomor. You're not gonna mention uh, the genocide that took place of of all the Russian Christians that took place um, after uh, the Bolshevik Revolution, the Red Terror. You know the torture of Christians, the rape. I mean, the 60 million plus Christians, right? So none of this got mentioned. Um, so I guess he's still trying to appeal to his base, but. I mean, at what point do people start talking about the real history of stuff that really happened? I mean, they don't even necessarily have to name the Jew right away. They can just talk about, hey, this Holodomor, hey, this Red Terror, hey, this, uh, you know, this this genocide and all, you know, all these Christians that were rounded up and put in camps, you know, um, doesn't have to say Jew, and then people can can get led to. But he's he's literally he was literally covering it up and. And uh, not mentioning it, and then talk, and, and, and talk about oh, the Nazi. There's a Nazi problem, you know, and they're going to do denazification. It's very scary. So one thing I was asking out in this question, okay? So this is this is the fair question: Does Putin promote denazification because he really is on board with exterminating nationalists, or is he sacrificing uh, or throwing them under the bus so he isn't easily compared to Hitler? I think that he's responding to a problem, to the problem that's in front of him, and that is that the Azov Battalion, the, the neo-Nazis in Donbass, that's created by the, the American State Department and the Israeli Mossad, similarly to how ISIS was created by the State Department 
funded by Saudi Arabia and um, pushed by the, the, the Jewish Mossad in Israel, um, ISIS was to overthrow Syria. These neo-Nazis in the Azov Battalion um, are to terrorize Russians in the Donbass. I think he's responding to that. Um, well, it, wait a minute. Is, he, is it is it they created those groups or they co-opted those groups that were already there? I mean, I think... It's, it, it, well, okay, so the big mystery is not all of those guys can be complete idiots and, and, and allow themselves to be co-opted by the Jewish power when they're so-called Nazis, right? I mean, th- that just makes no sense. There must be some leadership among them that understand what the hell is going on. But, you know, Zelensky and the Jews in charge of Ukraine, they're playing on this uh, World War II Nazis against Russia thing. They're playing on that. And, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm making the point that these, not, these neo-Nazis in the Donbass, they're not true national socialists. They're just a terrorist group that's being funded to uh, terrorize Russians in the Donbass, just like ISIS um, probably is not a true, you know, Muslim group. Um, they're terrorists that are funded by the Mossad and the State Department in the U.S. And and so that's what he's responding to when he talks about the denazification. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I don't know how to verify this, or but he did mention that, you know, I mean... That there probably is a genuine uh, population of people that, hmm, but maybe not. I mean, it just seems like there's it's so policed, you know, so-called Nazis. How could they anywhere in the world, you know, uh, like congregate and form some kind of power block or you know, even groups? Right? You can't even um, be a pro-white advocate. In the United States, where we have supposed free speech and 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 not have the, the you know the um, the Bolshevik FBI show up, and these Nazis in the Donbass, I mean, they're all tatted up and and, and they're for you know, pro pro homosexual agendas. Uh, they're the global homo, you know that Uh-oh. that's their deal. That they're not, in other words, they're not what we would call true national socialists. Um, they're, they're an astroturfed terrorist group um, pushed by the state to uh, to terrorize the people in the Donbass. And they, I've seen, I mean, but have you seen with Zelensky and he's meeting with some of these guys and they, they all look like, you know, big white guys. They don't look like, I don't know, maybe they're, maybe they're not national Bolsheviks. I don't know anything about that. I'm just throwing that out there because... I don't know much about Alexander Dugan and the National Bolsheviks, but um. yeah, yeah, I think Dugan was set up to uh, infiltrate the alt right uh, in the West to try to to try to foment um, to try to to try to undermine the pro white movement in the United States. I think that's the whole National Bolshevik scene. Uh, we're at the bottom of the break now. I, I know we're on. We're coming, we've got to be coming up on. on yeah, that. we are. Oh, real quick point. Um, well, so Putin, to Putin's credit, like he really explained well. Okay, back. All right. Real news. 
Real talk. Real people. Because you can handle the truth. What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com, and hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113. DrinkSuperTea.com. Here's some interesting news. Due to all the recent claims about possible nuclear wars, viruses, solar flares, and civil unrest, people are scrambling to prepare and stockpile food. But the one thing out of reach for many is an underground bunker. Until now. Because you can now have a 3D printed underground bunker in just one day. An excavator digs a hole in your backyard, and 3dbunkers.com shows up in a small truck and sets up their 3D printer under a tent completely undetected. They can print as many rooms as you want at a fraction of the cost compared to traditional metal bunkers. 3D Bunkers uses polymer concrete, which is five times stronger than regular cement. YouTube 3DBunkers.com and watch the video. The creators of 3D Bunkers is looking for a business partner that can help bring this technology to the world. And we need to protect our way of life without living in fear. Contact Brad at 3DBunkers.com for more details or visit 3DBunkers.com.
Chairman, we have a full call screen. If you would, William, let's let's take a we got Chance, Reb, and Joe and George coming up on the call screen. Um, yeah. Chance, Virginia, what's up, man? Chance, do we have Chance? Can you hear me? Yeah, we got Chance. All right, guys. You don't mind, I'd like to talk about America's preoccupation with, uh, you mentioned the Super Bowl, their preoccupation with mindless crap, okay? Now, ever since the 60s, mid-60s, when I was a little urchin, my, my two main things have always been music and football, okay? And uh, what I, my question is this. Now, I got a large, enormous music collection, and I got football memorabilia that Canton would cream their jeans for, all right? But I gave up football, and I, I think it was about, oh, I don't know, 2015, because I seen them go woke with the LGBT, whatever it is, crap, with the getting down on bended knee, and then the satanic uh, halftime shows. And I got to ask myself this. Now, if I gave it up, why can't people see it? And not to mention the games are fixed, okay? Not to mention the games are fixed. And I got to ask myself, why do people, and not to mention also that people are getting shot in the streets celebrating over a game. And I got to say to myself, why can't people give this up? Are they that brain dead where everything that's going on around them, what's more important to them is a game. Now, and the reason why I ask this is because I gave it up myself, you see? And, and uh, am I that peculiar that I can give it up and most people can't see this and they still cling to this? It's like, are, can people wake up to what's going on around them? Your comment, guys. Well, yeah, I mean, there's there if it's there are people that are waking up, you know, but I understand your frustration for sure. It's uh, also a lot of people not waking up, so it's hard well, to be able to see like the whole bigger picture sometimes. Well, if they can't wake up to something like this, something as easy as this to see, are they going to wake up to anything else? Think about it. I mean, this is a sad commentary. Like I said, I'm the biggest sports fan. You know, Canton would love to get their hands on some of the stuff I have. Uh, you know, but I gave it up. And I got to say to myself, wow, man, if people can't just say, you know, to hell with this nonsense now, it's gotten out of hand, and I see no hope. I see no hope. I really don't. And that's it's a sad commentary on on the country, man. It's just uh, I don't know. I just had to say that because you mentioned the Super Bowl guys. You know, I didn't see one down. I didn't see one down of a Super Bowl since about 2015, and I love the game, still do, but I won't watch it, especially professional. And I don't know. That's just a gripe, you know, a chip on my shoulder. I just wanted to bring out, and and it. It fascinates me where people's minds are at, gentlemen, and thank you for taking my call, guys. 
I'll say this before you go, Chance. Just one yes, one comment, and that and that is that your comments right now, you probably just red pilled somebody who's been on the fence and they, and probably knocked him over the fence. Well, so just hey, look, uh, you know, be encouraged because that's what yeah, this. Yeah, uh, I get disappointed with about. music too when I start. I have an enormous music collection. I love music. Okay, always have since I was a little dude. All right, but. When I started seeing musicians also play this game, when they started inserting politics, I said, hey, wait a minute, guys, cut the crap. You know, play your music. I don't want to hear your political views. When they started getting crazy, too, that was disappointing, too. But I did something about it, see? You know, I cut it off. And I can't for the life of me understand why some people still cling to this without saying enough is enough. Well, guys, thank you for letting me have my peace now, man. God bless you. Thanks, Chance. Yeah, this whole this whole foot washing ad during the Super Bowl. I mean, th- this is to condition people because you're getting a lot of blowback, even from the left, um, of migrants coming into cities like Chicago, Chicago, and New York. Uh, it's getting really bad, and so they're trying to you know brainwash people. The, 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 the people of America saying, look, you're a Christian nation. Therefore you should act like Christ and wash the feet of these migrants and allow them in. Um, it's just another way of conditioning the American populace and appealing to their alleged Christian roots of America, which I would even argue against that, that America is not and never has been a Christian nation. Uh, the founding fathers were deists. Um, they were influenced by the uh, Enlightenment. And so th- this all is a perfect storm, getting America to accept their own demise, getting white people to accept their own uh, replacement. That's, that's my take on it. You bring up a great point, like, uh, you know, how, how effective is this propaganda at this point now? I mean, at what point do, does it go past a point of, you know, because obviously the Jews are are you know going or they're they're going in panic mode and you know the leviathan is flailing about and smashing itself all over the place so uh you know in inadvertently even the most asleep people uh could be even could actually be starting to go huh what's going on? so we got Re- we got reb joe and george coming up uh, let's get these calls in take a few minutes guys on on your calls and be respective, Reb in Colorado. You're up first. Yeah, it's, Reb from, it's Reb from U.S. Pentagon First Team, Brother Scout Reb. Mr. Chance, he, he got it exactly right. Yeah, we're fed up with the Yids. You got it, Yids. They wrote about us in their heebie-jeebie heebie language. It's under Brother Scout Reb because we called them out. They're through. You got it, jerks. We're going to knock the hell out of you. All we want to watch on a monitor is death and destruction, and that's what we're going to give them. If, I thought the Yid haters would understand this. The Pentagon does, and we're going to bring troops. They told us, well, you know, we we have to do this. Yeah, we have to do this. I curse them out. We're not sending any more money to you, Ukraine. Go to hell with your Slavic war. Drop dead. Go to hell. They're just making money on it. And forget the Arabian Peninsula. You and the freaking sand ninnies, whatever they, those, you can all go to hell. That's what we're telling them. And they wrote about us in, in their, like, goofy Hebrew language. Anyway, I don't know if it's Yid or Hebrew. They, they use Hebrew characters for a lot of things. And they wrote about us now. 
We're the known thing in intelligence agencies around the world, and also in Russian. So I said, yeah, okay, we're ready to rock and roll on this place, and they're going to drop dead of heart attacks around the world. You want money, kids? Go beg for it on the street corners. Drop dead. We've had it with you. Go to- I thought the id haters would understand this. I've brought it up more than once. And look in the book, your book, the one you keep reading from, where the elect's sake, it says they're going to put a stop it. That's the God of War, Bubba. Why don't you read your book? It says it right at the end. Even the Almighty is fed up with their crap. And that's what caused us to get to the top of the Pentagon. That's why that lightning strike, that was not an accident. That's why Bubba picked up pieces, and we got a spectrographic analysis of that. Yeah, you know, your Roman Catholic days are over, jerks. Drop dead with your yid buddies. You're going to hell. You, you promote us. Don't. I don't have to come on this program regularly. I just want people to never shut up. We at the top. They're they're starting to listen. They're mumbling. <laughs> National command centers. Uh, uh, uh. It's on our Twitter account. Mike used to pick up our Twitter feed, put it on your Facebook page because it means something. Bring in the store. We've had it. We're the elect. That's who they're talking about. Not everybody's going to make the cut for coming back or whatever, but at least we're knocking them out for you. And if you go out, you're not going out in some razor wire-held place where only your ashes are going to get out. That's coming, too. Or they're not. You don't want them to cut your life support systems off. That's what they're planning. No, that's it. We've had it. Don't shut up about Bubba. Yeah. Right. And the elect that, that Bubba, Bubba Scott's talking about, you know, Jesus in Matthew 24 is talking about the Christians. For the sake of the elect, these days will cut short. Uh, talking about the tribulation, cut short for the sake of the Christians, uh, not the Jewish people. Let's go on to Joe in Florida. Joe from Florida, welcome to the show. Hey, Hey, Jeremy. Hey, William. Good to hear you guys. Hey, Jeremy, what's the name of that guy on that clip? That was a great clip earlier, the one that you played. Oh, what was it, William? Uh, I don't know the guy's name, but uh, there's a little channel on Rumble called Rents Videos. There's only 120 subscribers, but you'll find a bunch of good little short videos there. Rents Videos, all one one word. I never heard it. I never heard. That's good. Thank you. I never heard him before. But I like that. <laughs> that coven of coven of Jews. I like that. Uh, I would coven, say just yeah. about about that quickly is that. Um, so in you talked about Doctor Jones. One of the things I he writes about and that I understood in history. Right. So basically, the way I say it is that Jews are not Americans. Just like Jews are not Russians, Jews are not Germans, Jews are not Spanish, Jews are not Canadians, right? There there are people who cannot be, they're incapable, constitutionally incapable of being a citizen of any nation. Because they're only interested in their own well-being and and getting things for themselves, right? So, therefore, you cannot trust them to give them, even get them anywhere near power, because we yeah. know that they will work to destroy, they work against whatever the main interests of Americans are, or any and country that there is. is yeah. yeah, yeah. I wanted to say this one thing, though, but um, 
I'm with Jeremy on this thing, uh, on the Putin thing. By the way, great. That was a great show with you and Richard on on Monday night. So um, thanks for that. But I will say, so this is my distinction where, where I have the difference. And maybe I can help you a little bit with this denazification, which I think is a term that you, you know, and even when I first heard it, it's like, well, what's he talking about this for? So here's what I came to. And, and again, it's, it's kind of like what Jeremy's saying. I agree. So, you know, you have to understand, look, the thing about Putin is we, should, we can't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Okay, so, I mean, even like Robert Rayvold and maybe even Richard, I respect him. It's a little bit much like saying, you know, so what do you call it, like a purity spiral? Well, Putin didn't say this and he didn't say that. And, you know, wait a minute, if the guy is 90 percent on our side and you, com- you compare him to the other leaders in the world, uh, you know, to me, it, it's pointless to uh, to start picking on things. The, the idea of the denazification. So I'll say this. So if you said, uh, uh, you know, who, who's the enemy of the Nazi to anybody, to Americans and most of the West, they would say, oh, the Jews, the Jews. But if you say, who is the enemy of the Nazi to a Russian, they know that the Germans, the German government under Hitler, historically, in fact, was their enemy. I think it's about 25 or 27 million Russians died in World War II. I'm no communist fan. It was, it was an evil regime, but it's just a fact for a Russian. Anybody over the age of uh, 40, you know, will definitely know that Nazis are their enemies. Now, the question about oh, these people in Ukraine who call themselves Nazis, okay, they're not really the Nazis that we understand. But uh, Jeremy's right. These are useful idiots paid for by Jews, right? It's like BLM in America. You know, George Soros, whose real name is Schwartz, by the way. Some people don't know that. George Soros' real name is Schwartz. Um, he, he paid $33 million for Black Lives Matter and Antifa, right? And weaponized these people who are not hard to weaponize, some of these crazy, lunatic, uh, inner-city black people, right? He weaponized them, right? So don't get distracted by the fact that these people, they re- really are Nazis. They, they are, I mean, they call themselves Nazis. They're sadistic psychopaths, right? And they're the people that people like Victoria Newland and the other Jews that run our State Department uh, are using as a weapon. So they were, if they are Nazis, there are people, for instance, in Donetsk, in that region, uh, who had grandparents who fought real Nazis in the 40s uh, in that section because, you know, there were people in Ukraine who the, uh, you know, the, the Banderites, the Banderaite uh, people, they were fanatical, sadistic, and they aligned with Hitler. I mean, yeah. I happen to think that to be anti-Jew, it, you really don't necessarily have to be a pro-Nazi. I mean, I think there's a, a line there, right? And, and, and that's the thing about Putin, that he understands. Joe. I think he really does see that. Right. No, Joe, you're making a, you make a real good point. And the point that's coming up here is that word Nazi, like the National Socialists, they didn't call themselves Nazis, you know, the genuine people, right? I mean, they say that there were in the SS, that there were the brown shirts who were actually more like this, I don't know, Azov types or something. You know, I, I don't know a lot about that. Uh, I generally, just after being red-pilled about, you know, the Germans, I don't call them Nazis anymore. 
for. I taught them the German people was trying to excoriate the, the Jew that was uh, patted on the verge of death, you know, the country. Uh, and they were in absolutely right to do and, and to uh, kick the Jews out, which is what Hitler was doing, right, with the transfer agreement and everything. There was no Holocaust, okay? That's all BS. In fact, it's the truth and version. We all know that. Uh, it was the Jews controlling the United States and, and Britain that holocausted the German people. That's the truth. So, um, yeah, this this play on words could be very interesting and in how it comes out, too. And, and Joe, I'm not, you know, I'm just posing the questions because I don't want to, I want to make sure I don't, I'm not maintaining, I don't want to have a cynical uh, outlook, but I'm, I traverse back and forth kind of, you know, sometimes I'm on your side, but I don't get dogmatic about it, right? So I, I'm, I'm sort of uh, like neutral about, about Putin, as I think I should be. I think I want to caution everybody not to get too, uh, you know, too excited about Putin because we've got to look at the bigger picture and look at the overall, what, how, where's the dialectic being maneuvered to, right? I think what they're doing with all this unbelievably disgusting stuff that's in globo homo uh, part of the dialectic of the New World Order direction push is uh, they're, they're giving us things that are so unbelievably intolerable that are happening in our country, but not Russia, not China, uh, those countries, which are, but they're also pushing the, you know, vaccines and they're pushing the, uh, you know, the CDBC, uh, they're pushing the, you know, the WF directives and some of those things, you know? Um, so there's a real danger there, all right, that, that's coming from the BRICS uh, part of this multipolar dialectic, Okay. So I'm just saying, don't don't get too uh, don't get too you know trusting on Putin, you know. Yeah, no, no, no. I get that. I, I appreciate that, and and I'm actually I, I know. See, I, I'm not naive about him either, and I don't put him on a pedestal because I also understand, like for instance, so I think we live in a multipolar world, and 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 I think that his brand of what he sees as the solution. I'm talking about Putin. It's not necessary. It doesn't necessarily match up with everything I would. But I'm talking real world, right? Compare him to Joe Biden. Compare him to uh, Benjamin Netanyahu. Compare him to, you know, Rishi Sunak. Compare to the world leaders, the German, the Schultz guy, who are all such terrible Jewish puppets, right? Uh, whatever else you say about Putin, he is not a Jewish puppet, right? Uh, I somebody said, oh, he's controlled by Habad. I don't believe it. Somebody once said right. on this station, they said, oh, you know, Putin owns a building. I think it was Robert Ravel. I respect him, but he said, well, Putin owns an apartment building in Tel Aviv, so therefore he's controlled by the Jews. I'm just yeah. saying, let's, I, let's give the guy some credit, because the fact is he's the only one who's really fighting them, both in Syria and in now Ukraine. This is a Jewish war against Russia and Ukraine, we know. He's definitely so, uh, fighting. Hey, yeah, he's definitely fighting Globo Homo and the Zionist expansion uh, into you know those other Middle Eastern countries. Yeah, yeah. Right, and he's, but he's not perfect. I mean, I, yeah. I agree. I, right. I, there's problems ultimately with him, but you know he's the best considering all the others. Joe. But, yeah, Joe absolutely. Tonight. Hey, thanks, Joe. We got one more caller we're going to get to here. Um, Ciao. Have a good. Thanks, Joe. Always appreciate your call. Yeah. All right. We got George in Houston. George, uh, yeah, well, hey, uh, 
Thank you. Uh, you know, they ought to have uh, President Camacho go out there and throw out the first pass for, for all it's worth anymore. I mean, what is in it for the white man to be watching the Super Bowl anyway? I mean, it's, it's pretty much going to be your boomer with his polo shirt tucked into his belt line, which is a few feet uh, below his gut. looks like he's holding a watermelon underneath it, man. You know? And, and that's the only kind of, of a white man I think that can possibly enjoy it anymore. Because what else is there? I mean, I, I didn't even see the commercial you were talking about, but the foot washing thing, I mean, that is really disgusting, man. Uh, you know, yeah. these, these boomers, man, they, um, they say their dad was, uh, you know, had liberated Auschwitz, and you, and, and you wonder what the Soviets would have thought about that, man. You know, they, they've just uh, completely sacralized and mythologized their role and the, their parents' role in the Second World War. And it's uh, it's really sad. There's just not a lot of uh, yeah. It's like not a lot yeah. Of it's like it's like the it's like the guy. It's like the people who've gone and become indoctrinated in these uh, Ivy League schools or these doc. You know these doctors, right? This is a whole other prong of Jewish power. But there's the whole allopathic medicine, and the doctors get indoctrinated, right? And then they they spend all kinds of money. You're not going to convince them, you know. You, you're going to break their, but yeah, it's a heartbreak situation for these guys you know, whose who's, who's grandfathers fought in the war and whatnot like that. And it's like, it's not because they were bad guys. They were all, you know, that's the whole point is that they use the best of the best. They use the best and the bravest to fight their wars. They didn't have a choice or they didn't know what the geopolitical situation was. They just went and fought for their country and thought they were doing that. So it's, and people should just be able to put those two things together. But I mean, just get people to have these emotional kind of reactions, responses uh, uh, that are tied to the family, everything like that, and they've really used our, uh, you know, they've used that against us. So what about you, Jeremy? What do you got? Yeah, it's going to be hard to convince the boomer about World War II. I think that this is the exact audience that Putin was catering to uh, in his speech, and, uh, you know, that's why he went the way that he did. Um, he's hoping to gain support of the American electorate and hopefully in the, in the election to come up, we'll get a, an administration that's more diplomatic toward Russia and China, a little more favorable to world peace. I think that's maybe the, the direction he was going. Yeah. Well, good call. Good call from the caller. And, yeah, if we can – I don't know. Our election system's completely rigged, so I don't – do you see that improving? It's going to be <laughs> no, very that's a whole other show. They're going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult for them to fake it this year uh, with Trump being the, you know, the presumed Republican nominee. Again, even when we get Trump in, we end the support for Ukraine. We still got to deal with the support for Israel. And the Trump base is hopelessly supporting Israel. So that's going to be a problem. It's just interesting how the Christian Zionists are the last ones to wake up about that problem, right? Yeah. So they kind of now now the left is going to be like, oh, see, you're white supremacists. And what are you going to say? What are you going to that, say to that'll them? Deal, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the I'm sure they take... probably turned on Fox News before you get a chance. Yeah. yeah do you, you know what I mean, though? They're going to call the Christian Zionists the white supremacists. What do you think, George? Oh, man. I mean, I, 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 I don't know about that. They, they seem pretty in the corner. You know, I, I think we should just worship one Jew instead of all of them. You know, I tried telling that. <laughs> Which one? Which <laughs> one? Well, I'm talking about Jesus, man. But uh, whether he's actually a Jew or not, you know, I know that that may be a little bit of debate. 
<laughs> All right. Well, William. Good show. See you tomorrow, you guys, on the Punch Bowl. Tomorrow night, same time. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 carcass drop and lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation. But today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First, our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. 417-932-6419. You're listening to Real Talk Radio. Only on the Republic Broadcasting Network.